Thank you from the bottom of my heart and thank everybody that watches and loves and supports and appreciates LFA TV. Hold on one second here. Just had a little, had a little mishap there. Had to get that work in there. Um, but wow, what, a, what an incredible Christmas it was. And my mom is home. My mom is healing. And, um, you know, she's not far from me right now. I could literally walk out this door, walk maybe a half, maybe what, Eli, maybe 100 feet. And there's an apartment there for my mom. So I can check on my mom whenever uh, we need to. And, you know, the, the love that was shown around Christmas, uh, not only from, uh, you know, from, from my family, you know, from God through my family to people we were around, but also all of the, uh, the wonderful people that sent stuff for my family members or from my, for my mom or for people in the LFA family, the, the hosts. Um, boy, you guys really showed some love, and it really changed a lot of people. Erica said, could not find you yesterday. Are you sure? Did you look really, really hard? No, I'm just kidding. We were not live yesterday. We were enjoying our families yesterday. And I think everybody should have the day off after Christmas off. I think that day should be paid by your jobs uh, because I believe that you should be with your family uh, more than that one day when you're running around everywhere um, and not just sitting and celebrating Jesus like we should. My birthday was yesterday. First birthday in three years. Jeremy hasn't sang happy birthday to me. Uh, excuse me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Heather. Happy birthday to you, and happy birthday to Ginger, who's 56 years old today, too. Ginger, happy birthday to you. We pray that you have a wonderful day today. Now, a lot of stuff has happened since last week, okay? We haven't been live. I know that you guys don't like to trust your news from anywhere else. I know that it's been kind of, uh, you know, barren on these streaming platforms during the holiday season, and I understand why people are you got getting re, re-energized, uh, getting ready for the 2024 season. We're going to have to be stronger, more in shape, and more focused than we've ever been in 2024. As a matter of fact, on New Year's Eve, I will be fasting leading up into New Year's so that I can start my year depending on God and God alone. And I am going to fast for my first time 36 hours. I've never fasted for 36 hours. So for 36 hours, I will fast leading up to New Year's, and I will start the New Year's uh, day with an empty stomach but a full spirit of God. So if anybody would want to join me, we're going to pray for the the events uh, in 2024 that play out, uh, to play out in in the way God uh, ordains them to play out and to use us how uh, he sees fit to use us and that we uh, get our country back, and it's better than it's ever been. Amen? Good luck. Thank you very much. It's very hard to go for 36 hours. Mom is doing great. Thank you all for asking. We're going to start fasting 36 hours before uh, New Year's Day. So New Year's Day at 8 a.m. So 36 hours prior to that, I'm going to start fasting. So maybe even maybe even longer. I'll probably finish dinner two days before, have a snack right before I go to bed, and then fast all the way up until 8 a.m. on New Year's Day. Um, I will join said C Gannon. That's great. That's, um, that's incredible. I also want to thank everybody who uh, continues to donate here on live from America, whether it be in the rumble rant section or whether it be on jeremyharrell.com because we have two great donations already this morning as well that I'd like to shout out from 8212 
$25 saying, love LFA. And from Komen K9, happy new year. Love you all. Love you as well. Whether you donate your time, your energy, your shares, your likes, or your dollars, we here together will make a difference. All right, folks, I would like to get right to the Lord this morning. Now, if you joined in on Rise Up, you know that we went to the book of Isaiah. Now, we went to the book of Isaiah because we talked about having God in every single thing that you do. Now, I will give you a a quick, basically a 5,000-foot overview of what we talked about. We asked, whose hands is it in? The decisions that you make in your life, even the decision to go out and go grocery shopping and what will happen out there while you're out grocery shopping, whose hands is it in? And if it's in your hands and if you trust yourself and your family to make the decisions, I guarantee you things will go wrong. Unless you put everything, and I mean everything, your hopes, your worries, your dreams, your stresses, your fears, your loves, your family, everything in God's hands, then it's not going to work out right. For instance, like I said this morning, a basketball in my hands is worth about 19 bucks. A basketball in Michael Jordan's hands is worth $33 million. A staff or a rod in Jeremy Harrell's hands might ward off like an angry fox or a wild animal or a person. But a staff or a rod in Moses' hands can part the sea and lead people to safety from the Egyptian pharaoh. How about a slingshot? In Jeremy Harrell's hands, it's nothing but a toy that you get for Christmas. But a slingshot in David's hands is a mighty weapon that can slay a giant. Holes in my hands and my feet. Well, I might produce a good bird feeder. But the holes in Jesus' hands and feet produces salvation for everybody. So again, whose hands are the decisions of your life in? Yours or God's? Let's go to Isaiah, ladies and gentlemen. Isaiah 41, 13, that says this. For I, the Lord, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will help you. So that's God saying, As long as you're right there with me and I'm there right there with you, I'll hold your hand and I'll be that fourth in the fire. I'll walk you through the valley of the shadow of death and you will fear no evil because nothing will happen to you. And then if you fast forward to Isaiah 46, 4, it tells you for how long that will happen. Even to your old age, I am he. And even to gray hairs, I will carry you. I have made and I will bear. Even I will carry you and deliver you, says God in Isaiah 46, 4. Truly incredible. So again, whose hands is your life in? If you trust in yourself and the world, bad things ahead. If you trust in God and you have faith, well, ladies and gentlemen, you'll go far and mighty places. Melanie says, you have the power, Jeremy. Just saying, yeah, you have the power with God, not by yourself. With Jesus, all things are possible. By yourself, nothing is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please remove your hats if you're wearing them. Remove your headphones. We have almost 4,000 people for the gospel. That is a record in Jesus' name, our Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, you might be wondering, what is the background behind me? Well, the background behind me, folks, are illegal aliens coming to invade our country with the funding, the financing, the guidance, and the illegal help of what you call an NGO. Now, an NGO is an acronym for non-government organization. So NGOs can be a number of different businesses. The Red Cross is an NGO. The Catholic Church is an NGO. And many corporate businesses, big ones, Fortune 500 companies, they all have small subsets of organizations that they call charity or outreach or activist organizations. And all of those are considered non-government organizations. And what happens is, is that government officials use NGOs in order to achieve what they cannot legally achieve by law from, let's say, Washington or elsewhere in the world. So they get people like George Soros and people like Bill Gates and people like the Clintons. They get people like that involved and they go and they get the help of these NGOs. They pay them off to basically do things that are not legal. And they call it mass migration or they call it helping people who are running from war-torn countries, third world countries with dictators and tyrannical leaders. Now really... What you see behind me is a cash cow, number one, and a way to destroy the United States, number two. You might have heard something called the Great Replacement Theory. Well, the Great Replacement Theory went from a theory to an active mission to it is already far underway, almost to the point of no return. And we have sat here as a country and allowed people like Greg Abbott, people like Katie Hobbs and Doug Ducey before him, people like Gavin Newsom and others to just allow this country to be invaded because we seem to have forgotten who we are. So we're going to be talking about that today in the first hour. We've got some breaking news on the first and foremost section that we're about to talk about right now as it pertains to Donald Trump in his election of 2024. We have some stuff to talk about that happened last week as we were ending our week here on LFA as it pertains to the Supreme Court of the United States. We're going to be talking about people who have pled guilty to selling IDs to illegal aliens. We're going to be talking about China and how they interfered in the 2020 and plan to interfere in the 2024 election. We're going to be talking about officials being swatted on Christmas. We're going to be talking about your smart toys in your homes and your cars, and how they might be working for China against you. And we're going to be talking about the Palestinian rats that are destroying our country and the traditions of our country. And it happened all day on Christmas. That's the first hour. The second hour of LFA today, we'll be talking about climate policies. We'll be talking about how the scientists are ready to block out the sun 
for old Joe, I should say for Obama, we'll be talking about changes in our military and policy in the Navy. We've got some big news on Mike Pompeo and how much of a corrupt deep state hack pile of trash that man is. We're going to be talking about Adam Kinzinger, Vivek Ramaswamy, Ron DeSantis, President Trump, and much more on this two-hour jacked-up episode of Live from America. So for the 4,000 people that are watching, for the tens of thousands of people that will watch this later on, please lift up your cups and let's have our first slurp of the day. All right, folks. We're just going to get right to it. The Michigan, we have breaking, breaking news here on LFA TV that just happened this morning before we went live. So let's go ahead and air that now. All right, breaking news right here on LFA TV as of this morning, ladies and gentlemen. As of this morning, Michigan Supreme Court smacks down leftist groups attempt to ban President Trump from the 2024 ballot in the great state of Michigan. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, when Colorado is more of a corrupt state than Michigan, you know that Colorado has some problems. But it looks like another big win for Donald Trump as liberal tears are flowing this morning once again after one of their sinister moves to subvert American, what what they call democracy, but what I call a constitutional republic, was foiled in the great state of Michigan. The Michigan Supreme Court has rejected an appeal at barring Donald J. Trump from the state's 2024 election ballot based on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. The network notes this ruling upholds one by a Michigan court of appeals earlier this month. It previously rejected an earlier appealed appeal filed by a far-left watchdog group uh, for free speech, they call it, for the people on, be- people on behalf of uh, Michigan voters who sought to remove Donald Trump from the ballot based on his activities surrounded, surrounding January 6th. But this one is just the latest victory for President Donald J. Trump regarding his eligibility. Um, that's two times in Michigan they've tried to stop him. And the Supreme Court said, no, thank you, the Michigan Supreme Court. So another big win for Donald J. Trump, and those will keep racking up, ladies and gentlemen. And every time that we have a win here on LFA, you know what we like to do? Ladies and gentlemen, that is great news. Put your hands together for the Michigan Supreme, state Supreme Court, because that was the right move. Now, last week, as we were ending the week, getting ready for Christmas, the Supreme Court of the United States of America decided not to intervene in President Donald Trump's criminal case from Jack Smith as it pertained to January 6th. And did Donald Trump have immunity or did he not? For now, the Supreme Court has said they will not get involved and they will not decide on a key issue of whether or not that he has broad immunity for his actions that he took challenging the 2020 stolen election. Now, what does this mean? First of all, this is what Donald Trump wanted. 
This is what him and his team wanted. They did not want Jack Smith to have his way and have this go right to the Supreme Court for the Supreme Court to make a decision bypassing the D.C. Courts of Appeals, which would take a lot of time and not get that trial underway when they wanted it to prior to the 2024 election so they could probably try to stop Donald Trump and convict him of a crime. Having said that, I wish that the Supreme Court would have heard it and said he had absolute immunity, shut your mouths, and everything just be done. That's what I wished would happen. The Supreme Court are cowards. Now, while Donald Trump and his team got the right verdict, I should say the right ruling that they wanted, because they wanted this to play out the way it's supposed to, so they can go right through the election year, and it won't even be done by the time he becomes president, and then he can lay the smack down like never before and bring America back and make it great again. However, it would have been nice if the Supreme Court had a few, I don't know, steel backbones and said, no, he had absolute immunity. Now let me get back to the topic of absolute immunity. If a president doesn't have absolute immunity for the decisions that he makes in order to help save the country by law, and by the Constitution to protect the individual republic rights of each and every American, then what good is he? He's got to be able to have that kind of immunity. However, if a president breaks the law openly, obviously and apparently, like, I don't know, allows an invasion of a country and doesn't try to stop it, then I don't think he should. So, I say this, if a president clearly, and it has to be clearly, like there has to be so much proof, like him on camera going, I did or didn't do this. I did or I didn't. I did do this crime or I didn't stop this crime from happening even though I could. Then I say, then I say no immunity. But if a president is doing what he can do by the law to help save American lives, then there's no way you can. There's no way you can. There's no way you can go after him for that. And I think that's where you need to draw the line. Because if we say absolute immunity, well, then the Democrats win because then we can't go back and get Obama. We can't go back and get Bush. And we can't go back and get Biden. So it is a tricky, tricky subject. But the Supreme Court did what Donald Trump wanted them to do. And that was say, we're not getting involved Go through the correct uh, process that you're supposed to go through and don't come back here with this crap again until you do. And see, Jack Smith would know that if he was in any capacity a legal officer of the law who's got authority to subpoena high-level officials, which he does not. And we talked about that last week. So be very, very careful when these Democrats are so eager to push and get a ruling when it comes to absolute immunity because they might just be trying to save their own you-know-whats in the process. Now, before we get to the next topic, which is going to be the NGOs, which is going to be the invasion of this country with non-governmental organizations, who they are and why they're doing it, there's this video that's circulating the Internet today um, from OAN talking to Devin Nunes. Now, you guys all know who Devin Nunes is. He was obviously a high-ranking pit bull when it came to being a congressman. But he's also the CEO, I believe, of the president, one of the two, 
of Truth Social, which is Donald Trump's um, social network. Well, the one that he has basically helped start and who is the, uh, the, the moneymaker for the, for the site. Devin Nunes went on OAN and said something that we've all been saying for quite some time. And it's nice that you're seeing and hearing more of this now than ever. And that is everybody calling out Barack Obama for actually being a shadow president to Joe Biden. And Joe Biden's doing nothing. And everybody in D.C. knows Obama's still running the show. Shout out to Devin Nunes for having the guts to say this finally. Don't know what took him so long. But we all know what's really going on. There Roll it. That I wanted to follow up on. You mentioned Joe Biden. You think Joe Biden would be the nominee for the Democrats uh, for presidency? Uh, what do you base that on, sir? Do you do you sense that the Democrats are sort of uh, circling the wagons, uh, attempting maybe to do an intervention here? Is the weakness that we see in the Democrats coming from the president, or is it coming from the bottom up? How is this playing out, sir? Why do you make that forecast? Well, what, what I've said is that I just think it's highly unlikely Biden's going to be the nominee. Now, you know this because you're in Washington, John, and, I, and I've, from my experience there, Team Obama is the one that's been running the Biden White House. Yep. And I think that the giveaway here is that the night before Biden, I mean, because we could go on the whole show about this, I could talk about just this very issue, but the giveaway is this. The night before Biden uh, runs, Susan Rice, who's the domestic policy advisor, one of Obama's top lieutenants, she was running the White House. She exits stage left in the middle of the night. She's gone. So that tells me that clearly she was not on board for another Biden administration. I think what they were trying to do, cut a deal for the kid with that phony gun charge that they tried to do in Delaware, go to Biden and say, look, we got your kid off. It's time for you to get the hell out. He didn't, and I think that's the problem here. Obama can't control Biden and Biden's wife because at the end of the day, Biden controls that important title, the presidency. So now you've gotten full-blown David Axelrod, Obama's political guy, is out there basically saying, you know, we're not going to win with Biden. So that is a clear sign that they want Biden out. Uh, the polls clearly show it. Um, I think they would have preferred, because they have a Kamala Harris problem, I think they would have preferred to have a, a primary with three or four candidates in it because they don't want Kamala Harris either. So I think where we're headed here is, is to a, the Democratic Party is headed to a disaster uh, next year at their convention if Biden can make it through because of just the health issues, not to mention the final straw that would break the camel's back would be, does Obama want to unleash the Department of Justice that he controls, his people control it, they're the ones that are chasing Trump around, uh, filing, you know, orchestrating all of these phony uh, uh, lawsuits and phony charges, the, the documents, hoax, raid, Mar-a-Lago. This is all orchestrated by Team Obama. So they could, if they really got desperate, I mean, they could just flat out start indicting multiple Bidens for what, John, if you or I or any of the people out there listening, if, if you know, if we had that the Hunter Biden laptop, if that was the John Hines laptop, I can tell you, John, you would be locked away for... Many, many years and appropriately it's I'd have a lot of time on my hands. Sir, you mentioned, you touched on something I wanted to ask you about too. Is it time, is it time now for the House, your colleagues in the House, just to go ahead and uh, vote on impeachment? Well, look, if you only go after Biden, which is kind of what they've been, been on, and, and they've done a good job, I have to say, they followed the money, they, they, they have got a, a lot put together on what looks like complete corruption. 
But if they only go after Biden and the Biden crime family, they're going to miss the larger problem here, which is all the team Obama people. And so what I've said is, is that Biden is only one part of the problem. The other problem is the corrupt Department of Justice and the corrupt FBI. So they should encompass Jack Smith, all the top people, the Department of Justice, all the games that are going on at the border and subpoena those people immediately. Um, so if you just go after, like you're gonna, you're gonna miss, if you just go out and impeach Biden, it's not gonna get through the Senate and you're gonna let all the, the real criminals flee. Like, look, I'm not saying that, that, that what Bi the Biden family have done, I mean, look, it looks, it looks really bad. It clearly looks impeachable. But if you're gonna run an investigation, you gotta follow all the trails all the way down and rope them all in. Uh, CEO of Truth Social. So there you go. Uh, CEO of Truth Social. By the way, he uh, suspended me. His platform suspended me, what, twice, Eli? Three times, twice or something like that. And I had to appeal. So True Social isn't all it's cracked up to be either. However, um, Devin Nunes, it's about time you say that. Why? Why? My question is this, and I always look at it like this. If you knew this a long time ago, if the Trump team is aware of this and you know this, then why didn't you throw out these accusations a long time ago? Why didn't you get the Republican um, rhinos uh, with some pressure on them to go ahead and subpoena Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, Jack Smith, Merrick Garland, and all the Obama team. We've been saying that. We've been saying that for months. We've been saying, why don't you go right to where you know the puppeteer is pulling the strings and get it from the top down rather than working your way up like the mob. You know where this goes. You have the proof to where this goes. So go and get it. Although I'm happy that people are starting to finally say it. And in the chat, I was just made aware that even though I hate Fox News, that on Fox News last night, apparently, Greg Gutfeld was talking all about this, about how the Obamas are running everything. So, ladies and gentlemen, get to the Obamas, get to the cabal. Now, ladies and gentlemen, before we get to the NGOs at the border, we've got to talk about Brad Raffensperger. Now, you know that we broke a story about two weeks ago here on LFA TV about a hearing that was going to be had in Georgia on December 19th that was going to lay out all the proof and evidence that was needed that showed that there were almost 18,000 ballots that were counted illegally and that everyone knew about this, even Brad Raffensperger, and that he certified the election lying and knew there was at least, and I say this very heavily and with capital letters and an exclamation point, Brad Raffensperger knew that at least 18,000 ballots should not have been counted in a state where Donald Trump only, quote, lost by less than 12,000. And now, since that story went public, and since we produced that story for the Trump campaign at the request of Mr. Bernie Carrick, now Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State for the wonderful Peach State of Georgia, is refusing to testify under oath about the security of the state's Dominion voting machine. 
Hey, Brad Raffensperger. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. Far left Georgia judge Amy Totenberg sealed and covered up the results of the investigation on Dominion voting machines in Georgia and sat on the report for two years until its release last summer. The report confirms that votes can be altered in the Dominion voting machines. In fact, the report reveals that the Dominion software is vulnerable and definitely hackable. Trump-hating Georgia Secretary of State Brad Rattenberger hid this information on purpose, which we exposed from the public until June of this year. Okay? We went through all of that earlier. Now let's move forward. Okay? And now Brad Raffensperger is refusing to testify before the court in January regarding the state's voting machines. Brad Raffensperger appealed Judge Totenberg's order that requires him to testify and be questioned under oath. Brad Rattenberger doesn't mind running his mouth about how he says Dominion is so secure, but doesn't want to run his mouth under oath. How come? Now, last month, U.S. District Judge Amy Totenberger ruled that a lawsuit against Georgia's use of electronic voting machines must go to a non-jury trial in January. She ordered Brad Rattenberger to defend the state's utilization of the electronic voting machines prior to the upcoming presidential primary election because the lawsuit questions whether Georgia's current system of computerized voting is safe or whether it is vulnerable. However, the state, spending taxpayer dollars, of course, is now appealing that decision to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals to keep Rappensberger from testifying. Do you know Judge Amy Totenberg is a far-left judge? Folks, God is on the move. God is on the move. District Judge Amy Totenberg is a far-left judge who ordered Brad Rattenberger to testify under oath, and now Brad Rattenberger and Gabriel Sterling and the rest of the little gay morons over there working in the Secretary of State's office in Georgia are appealing that decision by a far-left judge appointed by Obama to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, hoping that they can get some kind of relief. Says one lawyer to James Magazine online familiar with the case, Raffensperger selected the system, repeatedly defends the system as secure, but now can't take an hour or so to defend it in federal court? Hmm, wonder why. Let's go to the Rumble chat and let's see what the LFA family has to say. Why do you think Brad Rattenberger doesn't want to testify? Although if the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals doesn't give him a relief, then he will definitely have to. G.I.D., God in demand. Mindy from Kentucky, I love you, Jeremy. We need more people like you. Mindy, we need more people like you and your family. How much did Rattenberger get paid? I don't know, but I'll bet you it goes all the way to Brian Kemp. Kitten says, I can't stay for the whole show today. I'll catch later what I, for what I missed. Okay, love you. God bless. Oh, he's a crook, and so is Gabriel Sterling, because he knows he's going to go to jail. Guilty, guilty, perjury, suspect. Rattensburger for Gitmo. They are afraid of the money trail. So is Kemp. That is why Kemp never called special sessions. Big up, Jeremy. Big up to you, Kong. God bless. All lies will be revealed as they are right now. He would take the fifth. Well, he might, 
But I guarantee you that the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals is not going to give him any relief. He would incriminate himself and go to jail where he belongs. He's guilty. The whole state of Georgia was corrupt for 2020, says Natalie. The rat got caught. Treason. Hi, how how are you doing, L. Ryder? Good to see you. And who we got up here, the last donation was from Arthur C. Nettler. Just returned to the motel, had another meeting with the county bosses and sheriff. We are the largest tax base in our town, and we are fed up with the lack of seriousness on these illegals. Arthur, we're right there with you, brother. God bless you for being a voice for the people in your community. Garko says he knows he's screwed. Is there anything easier to say than that? He knows he's screwed. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching 5,000 people live. If you could do me the ever so kind and humble favor of just sharing this out one more time, doing another big round of sharing. We're going to go do a commercial read right now for one of our great partners, two of them actually, and then we're going to come back and we're going to show you maps, folks. This is where you're going to want to get all the people that don't think we're being invaded. I'm going to show you maps that have been acquired by these NGOs showing every single place that the American border is weak and where to go target it, how to get there, who to uh, contact, and everything. You are not going to want to miss that. I can guarantee it. First of all, I'd like to go and I'd like to talk about our good friends, my good friends, Denise and Corey over there at OFPFarms.com. Let's bring this up on the screen here. OFPFarms.com, ladies and gentlemen, check this out. Small farm located in the hills of Central East California, creating small, belt, uh, small batch goat milk products for the entire family. Let's scroll up here to the top here. Holiday shipping schedule. There we go, folks. I hope all you guys got your holiday shipping boxes uh, in time. But if not, folks, you can still get some New Year's gift boxes. And a lot of people are celebrating their Christmas with their family on New Year's. So if you didn't get one for Christmas, No worries. You can still order a holiday, Christmas, or New Year's holiday family gift box for somebody in your family today. Your basic goat milk, lotion, uh, soaps, beard oils, deodorants, and more are going to be far more effective for you than any of that crap you buy from these big, huge corporations and these Fortune 500 companies like Johnson & Johnson. And ladies and gentlemen, you know that you're supporting a good cause for good people who went out to California of all places and started a business. OFPFarms.com. Promo code LFA15 at the time of your purchase will get you 15% off of your order today. OFPFarms.com. And make sure you check out all the magnesium products as, that, as well for all your relief and sleep as well. And ladies and gentlemen, after you do that, do not forget to top it all off with some beautiful and wonderful Cozy Earth. Ladies and gentlemen, CozyEarth.com. My wife was looking through this last night, sitting there with her jaw dropped at some of the things that she would actually love to have, but hard to pull the trigger when it's that much money. But guess what? 40% off when you use the promo code LFA. 40% off when you use the promo code LFA. Let's talk about you time. We create life-changing experiences that enhance your favorite times of the day. You know, when you get home from work and before you go back. One-of-a-kind products from Bamboo will help you find your sanctuary. So let Cozy Earth pamper you from 6 p.m. until 8 a.m. with Bamboo products, whether it's uh, loungewear or bedwear. And as you can see, I haven't uh, refreshed it in a couple days. Get the Sophic fabric on Earth. Sophist, sophist, I should say. Fabric on Earth and go to CozyEarth.com. That's CozyEarth.com. Promo code LFA. 
And now the moment you've all been waiting for. The scene that you see behind me, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the largest illegal caravans heading to the United States of America that we have ever seen in our lives. And I don't know about you, but I am ready to do what must be done in order to save this country from annihilation at our southern border. Now, when I say that, what I mean is I will do anything that I can be involved in to get out from behind this desk and take this camera and microphone and go to that border and stop the invasion of our country. And I don't know about you, but I know it looks like producer Eli is definitely ready for that as well. Eli, you ready to go to the border and armor up? Hot or cold, Jeremy? Hot or cold? Hot or cold, Eli's bringing him in. He's got his Mandalorian helmet on for crying out loud. He's ready, ladies and gentlemen. And I've got my armor of God on, and I'm ready as well. Hot or cold, he says. He's bringing them in. And I think that's the attitude that we need to have here in America because what I'm about to show you right now is going to make you absolutely sick to your stomach. Put this picture on the screen. What you see right here, ladies and gentlemen, is a map. And this map is distributed by the Red Cross. That's right. The International Red Cross. Another international group assisting in the illegal invasion of the United States of America. The Red Cross, much like other large Fortune 500 companies and their NGO counterparts and sisters and cousins and brothers, all working to destroy America. The Catholic Church is a massive NGO when it comes to the destruction and invasion of the United States of America. Red Cross child traffickers, Red Cross pedophiles, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't the only map. Oh, there's many more maps. Bring this map up here. Look at this one. This map below was released, ladies and gentlemen, by the United Nations to assist illegal invaders and the NGOs that are helping them get there on their way to America. This, the U.S. is the largest funder of the U.N., by the way. So what you see here, folks is friendly places to be, little color codes here, where you can get water, where you can get food, where you can get clothing, where you can find the next group of people to take you to the next, uh, to the next point at the border. And all of these things that you see right here will eventually lead to right where my cursor is, right up here at the border, okay? So I want to show you another map here if I can. The map that I'm going to bring onto the screen right now is a critical threat exposing numerous mass migration blueprints. And Muckraker got a hold of these, obtained multiple maps, handed out to NGOs across South, uh, South and Central America that details the best routes to take to the United States, where to cross, where they're for sure going to experience no pushback whatsoever, uh, pull this, put this one up on the screen here without a, without a label, without a banner on it. Here you go. Here's another map here, as you can see. And what these are all showing you, I know it's hard to see maybe on your phone screens or anything like that. Maybe you can watch later. But ladies and gentlemen, everything that you see behind me right now 
is representing what's happening to this country. So let's get into this story. I'd like to thank Muckraker and our friend Jim Hoft for this, uh, for this story. Muckraker revealed several helpful illegal migrant maps published and released by all of your major NGOs and the United Nations and used to direct the invasion and eventual collapse of America. These maps are released by several left-wing NGOs and the United Nations to assist in the mass invasion of the United States through the porous and open southern border, which Mayorkas says is closed. So far, that we know of, so you can double this number, 10 million illegals have entered the United States via Joe Biden's open borders since he illegally took office after he stole the election from President Donald J. Trump. These maps were released over Christmas holiday weekend. And what they show, ladies and gentlemen, is every single point in where these people can go so they can get through the southern border, where they're going to get pushback, where Border Patrol is actually going to stop them and where they're going to let them in. It's absolutely disgusting. And these maps are hardly reported on by mainstream media at all. And they're used by every illegal alien and every NGO. They know about them, but they won't show them. And Muckraker was able to obtain the blueprints directly visiting numerous NGOs along the mass migration route through Southern and Central America. The collapse of the U.S. southern border is a result of a carefully planned and deliberately executed industrial mass migration program. Okay? The organized invasion of the United States is very well organized, very well funded, and will not stop until we, the people, go to that border and make it stop. And as we speak, there are tons and tons in the tune of 15 to 25,000 more in one caravan on their way here. That's in just one caravan. That doesn't include all the other tens of thousands everywhere else. And again, I couldn't believe they did it. But I saw this clip from Fox News. Oh, Brett Bayer, I can't stand him. But listen to what the topic is. It's all about Obama. Everyone knows this is Obama's doing. Roll this clip. That's are really staggering. If you just look at those numbers, and we constantly put them up, but you can kind of glaze over with the numbers. 35,000 from Friday to Monday, 250,000 since December 1st, 730,000 since October 1st. I was trying to put that in context. That October 1st number is seven University of Michigan stadiums filled to capacity, filled with people, that have come in since October 1st. That's quite something. This is unbelievable. You couldn't make this up. And to put it in perspective as well, a few more months since Biden has been president, the number of illegal immigrants into this country will be pretty much the equivalent of a high population state like New Jersey or the city of New York. You can't make it up. But it's terrible. And it's not complicated. Here's the deal. You know, they're going to have meetings in Mexico. You know, it's great to have the meetings, but you have to have good public policy. And it's easy. Finish the wall. You know, remain in Mexico policy. Immediately expediting people back. End catch and release. Hire many more border patrol 
to keep an eye on what's going on. Close the border in simple English. There are so many ways to do this. It's not complicated. And I'm going to be a little, maybe some people will think is bold, but I'm telling the truth. This administration Come on. purposely Come on. wants to change the social structure and the fabric of the United States of America. Been this doesn't that happen by accident. Along. You know, when Joe Biden became president, they were there at the border, they were getting ready, and they all had Joe Biden T-shirts on. That's right. When Donald Trump was president, this didn't happen, and our numbers were going down to record lows. It's not complicated. This isn't nuclear science. It's easy to do. Congressman, here's uh, the New York City Mayor, Eric Adams, talking about uh, this <clears throat> issue. We have the federal government must stop this. Because, you know, there's a lot of people on the sideline that talk about this issue. Trust me, they don't want to be in the seat right now. Now, Congressman, up until 2020, you were a Democrat. The Democratic Party seems to not have a solution for this. Is that fair to say? But Republicans, how can you get something done with the numbers that you have in Congress? Is there anything that can be done around the well, edges that maybe doesn't deal with we did, First of all, we passed H.R. 2, which is a great bill that does all of the above, closes the border, uh, puts finishes. OK, here's the problem. Here's the problem. You can pass all the bills you want. You can pass bills until the cows come home. It doesn't matter. I am so sick of Democrats who became Republicans, rhinos that call themselves Republicans, and other corrupted officials. I am so sick and tired of hearing, we passed a bill, we passed a bill, we passed HR this, we passed HR that. Nobody cares a idiot. What we care about is Speaker Mike Johnson shutting the government down unless they shut the border down. What we care about is Speaker Mike Johnson threatening to hold any money to any agency at all other than our military unless we shut the border down today. And since Speaker Johnson is too afraid to do that, clearly, then we have two choices. We can, A, wait for Donald Trump to come back. And by then, I don't think we'll have enough time. I don't think we'll have enough resources if we don't start the process beforehand. We don't need the federal government to start this process. We don't. If you had a good governor in Texas, you could do this. Which is why I believe Ken Paxton needs to go after and investigate Greg Abbott immediately for treason. Not for anything else. For treason. And if those truckers and we the people go down there and line up that border, what are they going to do? Shoot us all? Arrest us all? We need to go down there and we need to lay the pavement, lay the road, lay the groundwork for Trump to go down there and have a rally. Now, I put out that social media clip about Trump having a rally at the border like we talked about last week. And do you know how many people, Eli, on there were absolutely afraid? For, oh, he can't go down there. Oh, the cartels will shoot him. Oh, that's too dangerous. We need to keep him safe. Like, A, the Secret Service can't keep him safe. And like, B, there couldn't be a glass bulletproof uh, background behind him so that he could have his back to the cartel and they could shoot and they wouldn't kill him if they tried. You know what I mean? There could be a million. Everybody was like, no, we can't do that. We're too afraid. You know what I was actually thinking? Instead of one rally... Do all the rest of your rallies all along the border. You want to secure the border? 
Only announce your rally like the day before you do it. You know, too bad if you can't make it, unfortunately. But that would secure the border because they wouldn't be letting anyone across knowing that Trump and the Secret Service and probably a small amount of military force would be there to protect him and the border. That's right. We got to stop being afraid of what could happen. Look, my grandfather used to say if a frog had wings, it wouldn't bump its ass when it hopped. Mike Johnson, do your damn job. Do your damn job. Because if you don't do your damn job, what you see in this next clip is going to be in every one of our streets and every one of our small towns before Trump comes back. Because that's the plan. See, ladies and gentlemen, COVID turned into illegals. Illegals will turn into something else. It's always something. It's always a war waged against you, the American citizen, by your government. Jeremy, you have to look into if they can vacate Mike Johnson. I think they wrote in the bill that they couldn't. No, they can still do a motion to vacate. They can, as far as I know, they can still do a motion to vacate. Got to get that loser out of there. And I don't care how much he preaches. Good. Go preach the word of God. That is a good thing for you to do. That is far more effective for you to do, Mike Johnson, to go preach the word of God than it is for you to be another two-faced, two-timing weasel scumbag like Kevin McCarthy and Paul Ryan before him. Get your head out of your butt and get out there and do something. And if you're not the man for the job, then step down. Go spread the gospel. You're great at that. That is needed much more than anything else. But if that's what you're called to do, then go do that and get out of the speakership because you are weak. You are a weak individual. And now there's going to be a lot of people, Eli, that go, see, I told you, Jeremy, you should have listened to me months ago. No, that's not true either. Because you don't know what somebody's going to do until they do. And there's going to be people out there that go, well, I knew he was going to do it. Good, then tell me what's going to happen tomorrow. Tell me what's going to happen next week, next month. You have to let things play out. You cannot charge somebody before they do something. That's what the Democrats do. I want you to listen to this right here. This guy said it right, and it's exactly what I've been saying. Roll it. Well, we have been striving to try and get 12 single point appropriation bills for quite some time for, for the last 12 months. The issue, however, isn't just in the actual uh, ability to try and get appropriations. We need to look at the priorities here. We either need to shut the border or shut down the government. If we can't protect the American people, then we should at least try and save them some money if Congress isn't going to do their job. That's right. Shut down the border or shut down the government. Which one? Let's. Pull up the live Rumble chat. We pray that you have a profile on Rumble so you can talk. If I ask you, what do you want to do? And I'm being serious here. Think about the ramifications of both. Shut down the border or shut down the government. Which one would you choose? Which one? Let's see. Border. 
Both. Ooh, I like the way you think. Both. Shut it all down. I can tell you what will happen. Shut it all down. He hasn't done anything. Shut it down. Either or. Shut down the border. Government. Both. Ladies and gentlemen, when we have this little faith or trust in our government of these United States of America, then that democracy that they always talk about trying to protect is already gone. What little democracy that we have in this constitutional republic is already gone. There is no revival at this point. There is only rebirth at this point. Now, I'd like to go to the state of Tennessee real quick because a former Tennessee official and spouse pled guilty to illegally producing and selling hundreds of driver's licenses, driver's licenses, Two illegal aliens, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. It's not a great replacement theory. It's a great replacement operation. A Knoxville, Tennessee couple admitted to conspiring to create illegal identification documents. Cheryl, with a C-H, Huff, H-U-F-F, 49 years old, and Mario Paz Meja, 50 years old, pled guilty in federal court on Thursday for their roles in a scheme to produce hundreds of Tennessee driver's licenses and identification cards for illegal aliens. In the Eastern District of Tennessee's U.S. District Court, Cheryl Huff and Mario Meja faced legal legal repercussions under Judge Catherine A. Kreitzer. Sentencing is scheduled for May 24th of 2024, where each individual could receive up to 15 years in federal prison, a $250,000 fine, and three years of supervised release. Then why aren't we going after the state of Vermont right now? If that was done in federal court, then why aren't we going after the state of Vermont? Because I can tell you right now that both the state of Vermont and the state of New Hampshire are both giving IDs to illegal aliens so they can work here and ultimately vote in the state. Now, in New Hampshire, they're not supposed to be able to do anything else other than get an ID card to describe who they are for work reasons. It's not happening. The state is giving them licenses. The state of Vermont is giving them driver's licenses as well. And this is to make them a citizen. And I only know this because there's a number of businesses around here that have a ton of Mexicans working for them and a ton of Guatemalans working for them and Venezuelans. And they're all living in the same apartment buildings and they're all taking the jobs of people that would would have those jobs here. They're sick and disgusting individuals, these states, and they all need to be federally charged, and I can't wait till they are. And you know who else I can't wait to be federally charged? That limousine company that we called last week and the airline companies that are flying all these people all over the place. 
like Delta Airlines. Representative Matt Gates of Florida recently sent a letter to the CEO of Delta Airlines saying this. Can we put this on the screen? It has recently come to my attention that Delta Airlines is transporting non-resident aliens from the southern border of the United States into the interior of the country. The United States Congress has an interest in understanding pursuant to which arrangements with federal agencies and NGOs non-resident aliens are able to book and travel on Delta flights. As you are likely aware, certain NGOs receive federal grants, including through the Federal Emergency Management Emergency uh, Agency's Emergency Food and Shelter program, making it possible that these NGOs are using federal money to purchase flights for non-resident aliens on Delta Airlines. Even more alarming than American taxpayers footing the bill for non-resident aliens to be transported into our communities is that they are not being properly vetted. Therefore, I am concerned that the TSA may be allowing non-residents to aboard flights, including those operated by Delta Airlines, with an alternative form of identification that meets a weaker standard than that used to verify the, identi- the identities of American citizens when they fly. So then, yesterday, this little bitty started making its rounds on the internet of a Delta employee dealing with a trans crazy, demonic weirdo. Roll it. And what about when an adult employee misgenders you so intentionally? While, she's talk, while he's talking, you're talking. You just misgendered me again. Okay. Multiple times. Gotcha. Both of you have. Sorry. Wasn't intentional, but if you yeah. want to take it personal, that's also... Well, okay. she did do it intentionally twice. Gotcha. You're talking to me too. You said she and then you said he. You're being condescending, and if you want to continue, Ooh. I have Port Authority escort you out the building right this moment if you want to play that game with me. Okay. Would you like to continue three days before Christmas? I really don't mind. I'm good. I'll just put this on. And what about when adults employ? Oh, what's the matter? Oh, what's the matter? Should we give the Smarty Award of the day to that amazing, amazing Delta Airlines employee or what? How many do you think that he should get it? I, look, I have Port Authority to, to, to ex- escort you out of this airline, uh, air, airport right now. Would you like to do this? Would you like to try me three days before Christmas? Please. Yeah. Please do that. I didn't think so. Ladies and gentlemen, the Smarty Award of the Day today goes to that man right there. Goes to that man right there. I can do this three days before Christmas if you'd like. I understand that you don't celebrate Christmas because you're queer and a trans, but I can do that if you'd like. Didn't misgender you on purpose. You just are a man, so I called you a he because that's what you are. You're also a douchebag, and I can escort you out of here because I am the man with the authority. So sorry to misgender you. Boy, he got that shut down real quick, didn't he? Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank everybody just joined in from Instagram. We broadcast the first hour of the show now live on Instagram. And for all those that um, are jumping on to catch the second hour, thank you very much for being here. I know that there was a lot, quite a few people watching on Instagram, and they suddenly got it shut off. It's okay. It's not because you did anything wrong. 
It's not because we did anything wrong. It's only because the first hour of the show and only the first hour of the show is on Instagram because Instagram only allows you to go for an hour, ladies and gentlemen. Only allows you to go for an hour. All right, I want to show you guys something pretty incredible here, if I can. Oh, I want to go to this video real quick. Let's play this video, folks. Inside the tent, I have the Enviro Cleanse Mobile UV Air Purifier, and I'm going to add this little guy to the mix. This smoke bomb. I'm going to light this off, throw it inside the tent. I'm going to turn on the Enviro Cleanse, and we're going to see how fast it cleans the air. closely you could see the air circulating like crazy inside of this chamber and the smoke is clearing out really quickly this video is not sped up it literally swallowed every one of these bursts in just a couple of minutes so ladies and gentlemen what you see there is the EnviroCleanse unit sorry about that we had to we had to switch around some things here that was the EnviroCleanse unit doing what the EnviroCleanse unit does the best and that is absolutely eradicating Every little bit of any kind of airborne disease, smoke, anything like that, ladies and gentlemen. Get yours today, ekpure.com. That is ekpure.com, promo code LFA. Again, ekpure.com, promo code LFA to get you $150 off, ladies and gentlemen, and a free air kit get yours today promo code lfa at ekpure.com also folks for patriots.com there is no promo code on for patriots a lot of people have been wondering that there is no promo code on for patriots it's just the number for patriots.com slash lfa the number for patriots.com slash lfa this is the best place to go for all your emergency preparedness I definitely recommend the solar power generators, folks, because everybody here in the world needs and wants a generator. The problem is the generators that we have are gas-powered, and you can't run them inside. Nobody has a generator housing unit. They're expensive. It's crazy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can power yours with the power of the sun. Quiet, safe to use inside, and these bad boys are awesome. They have three different sizes, and the largest size has an expansion pack that goes along with it how do you get yours you go to fourpatriots.com slash lfa fourpatriots.com slash lfa solar power food kits and many many more things to help you and your family out okay all right while we're approaching the second hour of today's show uh and thank you matt gates by the way for doing that uh, while we're approaching the second hour of today's show i want to go and i want to talk about former dni john ratcliffe because former dni john ratcliffe um, was talking about how China, now again, this is something all of us know, but how China has stole the 2020 election and how they're gearing up to help steal the 2024 election. So the fact that we all know this, the fact that Trump knows this, the fact that you all know this, we should be able to do what we can do to stop these fools, right? You'd think so. All right, right ladies and gentlemen, right now, let's go to this video. Um, and I believe it's another Fox Our adversaries, video, China, Russia, and Iran, will have a preference in 2024 uh, for the presidential outcome, and that is for Joe Biden to continue to be the president. Um, 
Uh, Joe Biden has been good for business uh, for China, Russia, and Iran. All have gotten stronger uh, around the world. I dissented from the intelligence community's majority and said how China was trying to influence the outcome of the 2020 election, and that has been corroborated. In fact, the FBI has walked back intelligence and has said, no, China did try and interfere, continues to try and interfere in elections, uh, and that's going to continue to be the case. And that was the former director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, breaking news with me last month on Fox Business's Mornings with Maria on China interfering in U.S. elections. Now, a new declassified report is out from the National Intelligence Council, which confirms exactly what John Ratcliffe told me there, revealing the extent of the CCP's operation happening under President Biden's watch. The report writes this, quote, we assess that these directives gave PRC influence actors more freedom to operate ahead of the midterms than the presidential election in 2020, probably because PRC officials believe that Beijing was under less scrutiny during the midterms and because they did not expect the current administration to retaliate as severely as they feared they would in 2020. Joining me right now with reaction is former director of national intelligence, uh, John Ratcliffe. John, it's always a pleasure to see you. You have been so wonderful in truth telling to the public. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for being here. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Maria. So give us your take on this National Intelligence Council report. I've got the intelligence community assessment in front of me right now. Is China getting ready to interfere in our elections in 2024? Very clearly they are, Maria, but what the report also tells you is what you outlined there, which is that the intelligence community has to grudgingly walk back the erroneous assessment that in 2020 uh, China uh, was sitting on the sidelines. Look, I, I was very vocal that we had collected specific intelligence of a specific plan or campaign by China to interfere in 2020 for the specific purpose of helping Joe Biden become president and harming uh, or, uh, yeah, President Biden to become president to harm uh, President Trump in his reelection efforts. Um, and what this report acknowledges is uh, that that's exactly what happened. And they had to walk it back because the independent ombudsman came forward and said, look, there were analysts uh, for China that were suppressing intelligence deliberately because they feared it would help President Trump. And so now you have Joe Biden's own uh, director of the NSA and head of Cyber Command acknowledging that China's going to intensify those efforts in 2024, uh, that our greatest geopolitical foe has and will continue to want Joe Biden uh, to be the president uh, for the next four years because, I mean, stating the obvious, he's been very good to China. And China's about ready to invade Taiwan. And you're going to see fake sanctions from the U.S. when China invades Taiwan. All my sources with the NFSC tell me that China is about ready to invade Taiwan. And they know that they're going to get sanctioned by the United States. They do not, res uh, they do not respect or expect the U.S. military to do a damn thing about it. They're not going to retaliate. She knows this. She's got... Um, She's got it on good authority that the United States is not going to retaliate militarily. They're going to allow them to invade Taiwan. They're going to take Taiwan back over again. They're going to control all the microchips of the world. They're going to control all the cobalt of the world. And they're going to destroy everything around them. Now, China, their economy is trash. It's in the gutter. 
Most people don't know that. Most people think China's economy is about ready to surpass ours. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's not. It's all built on a lie. And the only thing that China can do is invade Taiwan or invade other countries. They cannot become a superpower financially. They're, they're, their monetary system is all built on a lie. The only thing that gives them power, folks, is the fact that they've got everybody uh, seemingly like Jeffrey Epstein had them. Seemingly, they got some kind of a honeypot or blackmail or bribery over on high-level officials so that they can pull the strings of those countries to do whatever they want them to do. Put it this way. China's influence over governments and world leaders and people that are in those uh, positions is just as strong as our military used to be when it backed our dollar. See, when we went off the gold standard, what backed our dollar? What gave the dollar military might? Well, what gave the dollar military might when we went off the gold standard? Or what gave our dollar uh, value when we went off the gold standard was our military might. Same thing with China. Their economy is fake and false. It's not real. But the only thing that makes it look like that and props them up is their influence over other leaders. That's the way China works. It's the way it's always worked. And Ava put out a, a tweet yesterday, or maybe it was this morning, and it said this. If Xi Jinping is not eliminated, by the way, from within, more than likely, he will invade Taiwan and start World War III. Even worse, Xi's Communist Party is prepared for the U.S. sanction and will drive China and Chinese people into the abyss like what Hitler did to Germany. That was Ava Chen's latest tweet. Nobody has more intel on the Chinese Communist Party than the NFSC. That's the plan. The plan is for China to invade Taiwan in 2024, the U.S. to sanction them to the point where it causes a domino effect of war so that World War III can be started so that Joe Biden and Obama and the globalists can find some way to hold on to power. But I'm here to tell you it's not going to work. I'm here to tell you none of what I just said is actually going to play out how they think it's going to play out. And I know this because Donald Trump knows this. And when Donald Trump tells you they're getting ready to do all this and I'm still going to be in that White House come January of 2025, it's all I need to know. It's all I need to know to keep doing my job. That's all I need to know is to continue to do my job and what I'm here to do. So, ladies and gentlemen, China's on the move, but so is God. Now, speaking of China, where does most of the toys that you got for Christmas or that your children got for Christmas, where are they made? China. I'd like to thank Deb Pollen for the $20 donation. Uh, love LFA. Only the truth is what I seek. Thank you very much. Eli, we're approaching 5,500 people watching live. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Let's see if we can get over 2,000 likes before the end of the show in 45 minutes. Are we, uh, are, did Rumble uh, feature us or something? Wow, we are not featured on Rumble, and we still got that kind of numbers. Only, been, only being beat by Charlie Kirk. Wow, guys, you guys are pretty incredible, and thank you very much for watching the news today. 
By the way, you can subscribe to this channel, LFA TV. We have a show every hour, every day of the week, 24 hours a day. There's something here on LFA TV. Now, smart toys, smart cameras, smart pet robot dogs, video games, all of it. Increasingly recording and tracking your kids in your homes. The phone was the first measure, and now it's all the toys. And we, the American consumer, is bringing it into our home under our own free will. Santa's watchful eye will have an unyielding rival this Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. Smart toys made in China. Trouble in Toyland. An article titled Trouble in Toyland 2023 The U.S. Public Interest Research Group Education Fund warned of the threat of the increasingly popular toys loaded with artificial intelligence. The report listed a number of playthings and their concerning spy-like technology and also gave advice as to what to do about them. Nowadays, even simpler toys and games are equipped with data-gathering AI. They're often rigged with cameras and microphones for facial and vocal recognition and even GPS tracking. Many toys like miniature soccer balls and play doctor kits come with apps and can connect to the internet or Bluetooth. You want to know something, ladies and gentlemen, how close this hits home? My son got one of those app tracking soccer balls because he's a soccer uh, whiz. And I said, nope, not in this house. Not in this house. Some are geared towards children as young as three years old. For example, Fisher Price's smart toy bear was meant for children Ages three to eight, the bear can listen, talk, and record conversations for future references. But in 2019, the product was discontinued because of the app's vulnerability to hacking. In October of this year, an 11-year-old boy from uh, 11-year-old New Jersey girl, excuse me, was kidnapped by a man who allegedly contacted her on Roblox. Now, if any of your children out there play Roblox, Roblox, Minecraft, or any of that crap. They are literally in the devil's den. It's a popular gaming platform. In this case, she was later found safe, but she was more than 100 miles away from her home. Roblox denied that the two met on the platform, which you know they did. Quote, it's a chilling, it's chilling to learn what some of these toys can do, said the PIRG report co-author Teresa Murray. Smart toys can be useful for fun and educational things, but interacting with some of them can create frightening situations for far too many families. It's not worth the risk right now, says Dr. Mark Burton, a development pediatrician and assistant professor of pediatrics. Look, we lived without him, folks. You and I lived without this crap. We're being tracked by everything that we buy nowadays because everything can hook to the Internet. Everything has Wi-Fi. Everything has Bluetooth. How are you to be sure? Well, first of all, folks, the electronics that do attach to the Internet and, and, and all that stuff, the best thing that we can do is look where they're made. Look where they're made. Second best thing you can do. Kirk Cameron, about three years ago, used to promote a product called Circle. And Circle, you can either get on a monthly subscription or you can buy for a lifetime subscription. Now, I do not promote this product for like any monetary like gain or anything like that. It's not a partner of ours. But my wife and I have this. And my wife and I are able to at least take every step we can possibly take that anything that comes through that door that can, can, can attach to the Internet, we are made aware of it 
and were made made aware of the con of the uh, the the activity on that app or on that device from the minute it comes into onto our network to the minute it leaves our house. And I suggest all of you have something similar to that. Because it is a scary world out there today, and they're coming after our kids. Here's, an even another, here's another scary thing about your home. Your car, your brand new cars that you get, you attached your phone to them. You attached the Bluetooth to your phone. You've got all your phone's connections in your car if you've got a new car. Now, we have one new car. My truck doesn't do this, but my wife's car does this. You go into my wife's car, she can put in there anybody, she, all of her phone stuff. It can be on her dashboard, okay? Your car is smarter than you think. And now your car is storing your text messages so that law enforcement can retrieve them at any time following a federally rejected lawsuit. Your car is smarter than you think, and it is not a violation of privacy for your car to automatically store text messages and call data from your cell phone following a ruling from a United States Supreme or United States Court of Appeals from the Ninth Circuit. Modern conveniences often come with a price of sacrificed privacy. But in this case, the plaintiffs claimed that they were unaware of what they were signing away when they connected their smartphones to their cars. A class action lawsuit brought against the car manufacturers Ford, General Motors, Honda, Toyota, and Volkswagen asserted that under the Washington State Privacy Act, drivers' privacy had been violated due to the fact that the vehicle system downloads all the text messages and call logs from their cell phones. Quote, if text messages or call logs are deleted from a cell phone, the vehicle nevertheless retains the communications on the vehicle's onboard memory. Even after the cell phone is disconnected, vehicle owners cannot access or delete their personal information once it's been stored, the court said in the plaintiff's complaint. In its defense, Ford argued that drivers of their vehicles had given implied consent for the storage of personal data, adding that it provides for a factory reset procedure on its website to wipe the memory board of all stored data. So if you have a Ford, then go to the Factory reset procedure on the website and wipe your, uh, wipe your car from all of its data, folks. Okay? Wipe it today. This is why you watch LFA TV for this reason right here. Ford was also able to prove that it did not have access to, nor could it store, any text or call data from customers' vehicles. The privacy concern from the plaintiffs, therefore, came down to the risk of third-party data retrieval. So if Ford didn't get it, then the third party that got it for these auto companies and for the government has it. One of those companies is called Berla, B-E-R-L-A. Berla. Berla produces hardware and software marketed to law enforcement clients that can extract stored phone data from the vehicle itself. On its own website, Berla, B-E-R-L-A, claimed that by using its connected vehicle, it is the next best thing behind having the actual phone itself. And the Ninth Circuit, Court of, uh, Ninth Circuit found in favor of the car companies and the third-party companies like Berla. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is something that you should know, and this is something that you should do something about immediately. Understand? All right. All right. Uh, 
Ladies and gentlemen, over Christmas, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene and many others were swatted. Now, if you don't know what swatting is by now, let me give you an idea. Swatting is when people call the authorities and say, there is a madman or a madwoman in this house to this address. They're holding kids hostages and they're going to blow their brains out. Get there quick. Or this person is about ready to blow up something. They have an IED and they're threatening to blow up the block. So what happens is the authorities have to act on it because they don't know if it's real or not. And once the authorities act on it, they act on it as if it's real. So they come to your house and the person who called and did the fake report is hoping that you, a conservative, will defend yourself and you will get into a gunfight somehow and they will kill you. Or they will kill you because you're not complying with their rules because you have no idea what they're talking about. That is the hope. It's attempted murder if you ask me. And folks, for the eighth time, Marjorie Taylor Greene had, was swatted. And ladies and gentlemen, this time swatted on Christmas. In a disturbing repeat of past incidents, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene's home was a target of yet another swatting event, this time occurring on Christmas Day. Despite the situation, Marjorie Taylor Greene remained undeterred in her festive spirits, celebrating the holiday with her family and expressing her appreciation for the local cops, saying, I was just swatted. This is like the eighth time on Christmas Day with my family here. My local police are the greatest and shouldn't have had to deal with this. I appreciate them so much. And my family and I are in joyous spirits, celebrating the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. She wasn't the only one. There was multiple people swatted on Christmas, including Jack Posobiec. Jack Posobiec, whose parents were swatted again on Monday, during a family gathering, and also Brandon Williams, a representative of New York, was swatted early in the afternoon. Fortunately, no one was injured, and police went away with Christmas cookies. Brandon Williams posted, our home was swatted this afternoon. Thanks for the deputies and the troopers who contacted me before arriving. They left with homemade cookies and spiced nuts. Merry Christmas, everyone. Jack Posobiec. They told the officers that I had shot my wife and sons in the kitchen. Wow. How are these people not found? Eli, you would think that the police would be able to track down who did this. Yeah, yeah, they can find Grandma who was in or around the Capitol, maybe around the 6th of January, something like that. But you can't track down... Mm. Mm. Because they don't want to. See, all of this is, I'm not saying the cops don't want to. I'm saying that the authorities, the feds, they don't want to. They want this to happen. They want this civil unrest to continue. They're disgusting scumbags, ladies and gentlemen. And I can't wait till we find them. Eli, you know the day is going to come to where patriots find these people. These people that did the swatting and dox these people, and that day of, I don't know, we the people justice, not for me, of course, because and I'm not calling for it either, before the FBI gets a, uh, their panties in a wad about all this, 
But the day of reckoning is coming. And the truth will always, always, always set you free. Always. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to talk to you about our next sponsor of the show. That is goldco.com slash live. Goldco, ladies and gentlemen, look at all that gold. Wouldn't it be nice? Now, ladies and gentlemen, there are countries in the world right now, many countries in the world right now, who are buying up all the world's gold and silver. Why do you think they're doing that? And cobalt, copper, everything. They're doing that because they know that their agenda, their plan, their entire goal is to collapse the United States dollar, which is not backed by gold. Not at all. That means your money, my money that's in the bank, however much there is or isn't, is not backed with anything. And the weaker our country becomes, the weaker our dollar becomes. That means the, the, the less buying power we have. But if you, yourself, say, you know what, I'm tired of this. I'm going to turn this green into gold, then you don't have to worry about that. So call 855-559-3433 or go to goldcode.com slash live. Because as the world gets worse and the dollar gets weaker and inflation gets higher, ladies and gentlemen, you will be safe. So if you have an IRA or if you have a 401k, if you have any kind of retirement left at all and you want to keep whatever's left of it left, then go to goldcode.com. Slash live today. Now, I think it's really funny, folks, that we're talking about all this security that Marjorie Taylor Greene can't have, Jack Posobiec as a citizen can't have, the representative from New York they can't have, can't have any security these days, can't have any safety these days because Democrats have destroyed the world. But those four Colorado Supreme Court justices who violated the Constitution of the United States of America in their ruling to get Donald Trump off the ballot in Colorado... Well, apparently they've been, they've been receiving non-life-threatening threats. And the FBI is going to give them all the security in the world. Oh, isn't that nice? The Denver police did have to respond um, to what they said was a hoax report. Of the justices' residences. No specific threats to the justices uh, in those forums, from what we understand. So no specific threats at this time that are requiring law enforcement to make arrests. Those are very non-specific threats at this time. There has also been generally law enforcement looking into the discussion about these justices on online forums, particularly uh, some general discussion among extremists uh, and people who are pro-Trump. Oh, woe is me, Eli. What were you saying, Eli, before that? What's a non-life-threatening threat? Like, I'm going to smack you or something like that. No, I think they're taking it as like, you know, like doxing them, putting out their names, where they live, things like that. They're looking at that as a, as a threat. Um, but what about the threat of people like MTG or Jack Posobiec? What about the threats made on my life that the cops did nothing about? Do you think one time when the FBI visited me, Hi, losers. Do you think the one time they visited me, they asked me at all about the threats that I got to me and my family's lives? So what were they told? Like, what's Margie Taylor Greene told? Like, no, you just can't have security? Like, you don't qualify for it or something? Well, a, a, a congressman or congresswoman doesn't get, like, Secret Service detail. They would have to get their own security and pay for it themselves. Or, if there's a credible threat to their lives, law enforcement should at least be having you know, like a, 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 a car staged out there or something in the wake of this, but they don't, they just leave. They just leave. But I'll bet you darn well, I'll bet you if a transgender person was threatened by being doxxed, they would move heaven and earth 
to put a car outside that person's home because they'd be like, transphobes are everywhere. That's the sickening part of it. What's that? They try to do that when they're simply misgendered. Oh, yeah, like that guy at the airport. You just misgendered me again. You just misgendered me again. And the reason why there's no, there's no police out there to keep you safe nowadays, ladies and gentlemen, is because, number one, they're defunded. Number two, their hands are tied behind their back. Number three, if they make any arrests and the person that they arrested happens to be on fentanyl and dies, they're going to go to jail for it. And number four, they're too busy fighting off the people that Joe Biden brought into this country, the Palestinian sympathizing rats. Somebody in the comments said, please suggest something that somebody can do. Lock, load, point, fire. Do you know what's crazy is that the NYPD allows itself to be overrun by Palestinian sympathizing rats because that's what they all are. Um, However, they fired into a crowd of people who were peacefully protesting on January 6th. Isn't that odd, Eli? They shot, they shot, what's that? The same people who would defend them right then and there if they asked for it. Hey, this is too many people for us to handle. Can you Patriots step in and help? They'd be there in a heartbeat. Oh, so Eli's saying the people that that they fired on and and shot uh, rubber bullets and real bullets and killed people and threw, you know, pepper spray and, and, and flash grenades, if they called on our help, we'd be there in a second to help them. We'd be there in a second to help them. Meanwhile, they let themselves get over by rat, run over by rats, and they don't even fight. Do you know, Eli, do you know what would cause those rats to scatter one fire in the air of a gun? Yep. Yep. Non-lethal. There you go. Just scare them away. Done. You fire one round in the air, and those rats will scurry back into the, 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 the sewers that they crawled out of. They'd be gone. One, fu- one shot in the air. And all those rats that you see behind me would be gone. We don't even have to, they don't even have to fire upon them like they did to the January 6th peaceful protesters. They don't got to do that. Fire in the air and watch them scurry, but they won't even do that. They won't even do that. So getting back to the FBI when they visited me, I told them when they were here, Eli, I said, well, can I make a complaint to you for all of the death threats that my wife got? I got, my children got, oh, you got death threats? Yeah, credible ones, where they were outside my house. Did you report it to local police? Yeah, I did, now I'm reporting it to you, what are you going to do about it? Oh, that's probably out of our jurisdiction, unless it was a federal case over across state lines. Yeah, oh, okay, well, 
Thanks. I guess my taxpayer dollars are, you know, not a federal case. You know, they don't go across state lines. I'm the president of my own house. Does that help? Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. I'd like to give a big shout out to the 5,600 people that are watching right now. Please click that thumbs up. Let's see how many rumbles we have. Folks, we have 1,480 thumbs up. With 5,500 people, we would love to see that over 2,000. So if you haven't done so yet, can you please kindly just click that thumbs up, make it green. If you want to do a round of sharing, please do so. Make sure you subscribe to the page. That is rumble.com slash LFATV, rumble.com slash LFATV. You can also go to LFATV.us. That is LFATV.us. Now, I know that there's a lot of people that said that when I've been going to your site the last couple days, it's been saying I'm hacked. You're not hacked. What happened was somebody... I don't know where, but they were redirecting. Somebody hacked in and was redirecting people away from my website. Not to a specific website, but they were just redirecting them to saying, said, you've been hacked, you've been hacked, you've been hacked, to keep you from actually coming to the website. The LFATV.us website has now been fixed, and I believe the JeremyHarrell.com uh, has as well, because they don't want you to donate and they don't want you to watch the shows. That's how bad it's getting, but we're winning. When they're after us, you know that we are winning. What's up, Eli? Featured. Oh, Rumble's got us featured. Big shout out to Rumble's got us featured. Now, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of New York, let's stay right in New York for a minute. Last week, I reported for you that Kathy Hochul wanted to give reparations to the ancestors of slaves. How you're going to do that, I would never know. Look, first of all, I'm completely against reparations, okay? Completely against them because I've been treated like absolute trash, worse than many minorities that I know in my life for having done things against the law. They treat anybody like trash. But first of all, who are you going to give them to? How are you going to determine who gets them? Is it by ancestry? Is it by bloodline? Or is it by color of skin? What happens if the last three generations, the black person in that family married a white person, had babies, they married white people, had babies, and they married white people and had babies? How are you going to determine who gets reparations if you give them at all? Well, ladies and gentlemen, the New York Democrat governor, Kathy Hochul, establishes that Slavery Reparations Commission is going to go through even though they have a $4.3 billion budget shortfall. I'd like to thank Rachel Emanuel for penning this story from the Western Journal. Earlier this month, San Francisco essentially defunded its own African-American Reparations Advisory Committee, which had proposed paying $5 million, a figure they called minuscule, plus other benefits to every eligible black resident in the city. But while the payouts would have cost the city $175 billion, more than 10 times the annual budget of the city, the reparations committee could not even get the city to fund $2 million. They wanted to keep their office staffed and funded instead. Now you would think that New York would have learned from this unrealistic debacle before Governor Kathy Hochul signed a bill on Tuesday creating a reparations commission. Well, ladies and gentlemen, she doesn't think that's the problem. And here is the proof. You know who I don't see in that video? Who I don't see in that video is Mayor Eric Haith Great Adams. Last time I checked, he was black and had a hanging earring, Eli. Apparently, ladies and gentlemen, the governor wants to make promises with your money and not their money. And by the way, it's an election year. 
So like the one in California, New York's commission will spend taxpayer dollars investigating compensation for descendants of slaves. And according to Hochul, New York being on the right side of slavery is not enough. What is hard to embrace is the fact that our state also flourished from that slavery. It's not a beautiful story, but indeed it's the truth, she said. I know the word reparations brings up a lot of conflicting ideals for people, says the idiot. A lot of people instinctively dig in, dig in when they hear it, especially really thinking about what it means or why we need to talk about it. But today, I challenge all New Yorkers to be the patriotic people that they are and rebuke and not excuse our role in benefiting the, initiation, the institution of slavery that not one person that gets your dollars will even know stories of inside their family tree. That's the funny thing. Inside that person's family tree, they will not even have stories passed down from grandparents of slavery, let alone be eligible for any taxpayer dollars that the rest of New York decides that they have to give. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? So, ladies and gentlemen, if you live in the great state of New York, your taxes will now go towards slavery reparations in the tunes of hundreds of billions of dollars even though your state is already facing a $4.5 billion budget deficit. Way to go, Kathy Hochul. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a few sound bites that I'd like to play for that. The first one being this. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. The second one being this. <laughs> and the third one being this. I'm a loser. Kathy Hochul, you are a loser. I'm a loser. You are an utter ignorant loser. I'm not what I appear to be. Eli, if I can prove that I am part black, how much of myself do I have to prove is black before I get the reparation? Mm. Good question. Maybe, maybe the lower half? I mean, if I'm going to be black, Eli's like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> stop now. Eli's like, stop now. Stop now. Well, Eli... The joke is about as absurd as the action of reparations. Because, again, who's going to get it? Yep. Who's going to get it? Isn't every black person a descendant of a slave? Of somewhere, some sort in this country? Maybe not. Maybe they moved here from another country that enslaved people. What a stupid thing to even talk about. What a dumb thing to even have to talk about. Now, if, and that's a big IF, somebody can prove that their life is an absolute crap hole because of the fact that their great-grandfather was a slave, maybe, just maybe, but not taking your taxpayer dollars to do it. Moving on to another idiot just north of New York. Let's go to Canada. As Justin Trudeau is afraid, ladies and gentlemen. Justin Trudeau is deathly afraid right now, Eli. You want to know why? Justin Castro, I mean, Justin Trudeau, I'm sorry. I I thought he looked like, you know, Fidel Castro's son. Anyway, Justin Trudeau is afraid that Donald Trump is going to come back and kill all climate change initiatives. You know, he wouldn't be wrong in saying that. But globalist poster boy and... Wussbag, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, is obsessed with his flagship climate alarmist policies. 
Problem is, fewer and fewer seem to share in his obsession. Population rejects climate change initiatives and policies at a resounding rate as much. It doesn't matter what the MSM says to you and lies about, okay? But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, he's upset. He thinks if Donald Trump comes back, that he will terminate all progress made in the climate change mission that we are on here now in North America. He says, yes, there's a concern, particularly around the environment at a time where it's so important to move forward on protecting and building an economy of the future of where energy workers, miners, forestry workers across this country and manufacturing across this country continues to be successful. And we move towards lower emissions, a Trump presidency that goes back on the flight against or on the fight against climate change would slow down the world's process in ways that are concerning to me. Well, then that just means I want to do it, Eli. That just means I want to do it, right? Climate change is a hoax. Yes, climate is changing. Yes, the world is changing and doing different things than it did before. But that's because of sin, not because of science. But I don't expect anybody who's not a believer to believe that. What I will say is that you can't prove to me that men, man-made things, are causing climate change. Can't prove that to me. Because every time you want to prove it to me based on math and not common core math, I win every time. Because Al Gore was saying things were going to happen 40 years ago that have actually reversed and not regret, I mean, pro, uh, progressed. They've actually reversed. So that's a lie. Climate change is a hoax. And anybody who believes in climate change is a moron. Just like COVID was a hoax. Now, here we go again, a group of scientists proposing building a giant space curtain, Eli, a space curtain to reduce global warming and shield the Earth from solar radiation, spanning as much as 4 million square kilometers. This megastructure aimed to fight climate change would be located about 1 million miles from Earth, even though we can't somehow even get back to the moon, Eli. Eli, we can't get back to the moon. We lost the information. Oops. Oops, NASA lost the information to get to the moon. Elon Musk can't get to Mars, Eli. (laughs) But we want to put a 4 million square kilometer thing, 1 million miles from Earth, in an area known as the Sun-Earth Lagrange, and where it will shield the Earth like sunglasses from the sun. First of all, Papa uh, OFP Farm, stupidest shit I ever heard. That's obviously true, and that's why I had to say it. Number one, stupidest shit I've ever heard. Number two, I'm going to block out the sun. You son of a... We're going to block out the sun. We're going to do it. We're going to do it, you son of a block. I'm Joe President, Biden of America. We're going to do it. And those black kids are going to be just as white as those poor kids by the time we're done. What's that? You know, that's literally the plot of Highlander 2. They blocked out the sun and it killed the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, if they were to succeed at this dumbest idea ever, okay, if they were to succeed at this, it would only be to stop the sun from growing the food that you have in your own land so they could could grow all the world's food in a controlled area. If that were to ever happen, which it won't, ever. 
Now, we're going to get to President Donald Trump in a minute here. We got about 11 minutes left of today's program. We got almost a record 6,000 people watching. Folks, if we can break 6,000, I will do something very embarrassing. I don't know what it is. I don't, maybe I, I don't know what it is, Eli. But if we can get to 6,000 viewers, I'll do something embarrassing. Nothing crazy. You know, I don't want to sin or anything like that. But I'll do something embarrassing if we can get to 6,000 live viewers. And while we're trying to get to 6,000 viewers, let's let Tucker Carlson expose Mike Pompeo's deep state sick hack butt. Mike Pompeo, we're coming for you too. Then in 2017, Assange broke his last big story. WikiLeaks revealed the existence of an illegal CIA spying program. Assange withheld most of the details of that program so as not to compromise American national security. But the story was still deeply humiliating to the CIA. In Washington, CIA director Mike Pompeo decided to murder him. Pompeo discussed with his deputies how the CIA might kidnap Assange from the embassy in London or poison him inside. That is not conjecture. Multiple witnesses heard Mike Pompeo say that. At the time, keep in mind, Julian Assange had not been charged with any crime in the United States. Mike Pompeo considered it a death penalty offense to embarrass the CIA. You may be asking, is any of this legal? Can federal appointees use tax dollars to kill people who annoy them? Well, not technically. Mike Pompeo committed a felony, conspiracy to commit murder. And yet somehow, Mike Pompeo is not in prison. Instead, he's the toast of the donor class, a friend and advisor to the most powerful people in America. It's Julian Assange who's in prison for the crime of offending Mike Pompeo. Assange is currently being held behind bars by the British government, which has not charged him with any crime. Assange now sits in the most fortified penitentiary in the UK, Belmarsh, where every murderer in London is held. He's been there for more than four years, trapped in solitary confinement. Then in 20... Wow. So apparently Tucker went and actually said, so if you guys aren't going to let Julian Assange out, I'm going to go visit him and get a one-on-one, which is exactly what he did. And apparently, Eli, that interview in full is about to drop. I can't wait. Now, speaking of dropping, Eli, Vivek Ramaswamy is reportedly going to drop out before the Iowa caucus and endorse President Donald J. Trump. This is what we're expecting right now is for Vivek Ramaswamy to bow out even though... What's that, Eli? What you got going on? Eli knows that Obamaswamy wants to make America great again, right? Vivek Ramaswamy, we're calling it here, will drop out before Iowa... We'll drop out before the caucus, endorse President Donald J. Trump right in time for the New Hampshire primary. And then I have a feeling that after the New Hampshire primary, Ron DeSantis is out. Ron DeSantis is out. And from what I'm hearing, ladies and gentlemen, is that Ron DeSantis will not go run for states for senator of the state uh, from the state of uh, Florida, U.S. senator. From what I'm hearing is old Casey is gearing up. That's right. Wifey is now going to wear the pants. Ron DeSantis is going to have to wear a dress, get a black eye, wear red shoes, and walk around doing this forever for his failures against the establishment. From what I hear, Vivek will drop out uh, before New Hampshire, DeSantis will drop out right after New Hampshire, and then Casey DeSantis will run for U.S. Senator from Florida. 
Did the Epstein list get released? Not until January, but we already released uh, what we believe is to be the, the true list that we that leaked. I guess we'll find out. Now, Donald Trump, his Merry Christmas, his rotten hell Merry Christmas is causing Democrats to seethe and break apart, ladies and gentlemen, and rhinos, the rhino establishment, freaking out. In a message on True Social, Donald Trump went after public figures, including world leaders and special counsel Jack Smith as well, who is overseeing the Department of Justice's investigation into his actions around the 2020 election. He said this, Merry Christmas to all, including Crooked Joe, Biden's only hope, deranged Jack Smith, Trump wrote in the Post. Included also are world leaders, both good and bad, but none of which are as evil and sick as the thugs that we have inside our own country, who with their open borders, inflation, Afghanistan surrender, green new scam, high taxes, new ener- or no energy independence, woke military, Russia, Ukraine, Israel, Iran, all electric car lunacy and much, much more are looking to destroy our once great USA. May they all rot in hell. Again, Merry Christmas. Donald Trump continued. That's right. May they all rot in hell. And uh, Republicans are coming out and they cannot believe that Donald Trump said this. The most scathing Merry Christmas I've ever heard, said one Republican. How dare he tell people to rot in hell on the, bir- on the day that we celebrate the Lord's birth. I will back it up. May you all rot in hell for what you've done to us, what you've done to our communities, what you've done to our families, what you've done to our countries, and more importantly, what you've done to our God. May you all rot in hell. And Donald Trump had a little something to say when he sat down with my friend, MAGA warrior, Steve Bannon. Putting our country out of business. And you say to yourself, uh, is it on purpose? They can only be people that want to destroy our country or they're stupid people. Do you think they're stupid? Uh, I think actually they can't be because they cheat so well. You know, you can't be stupid when you cheat like they did in 2020. We don't want voter ID. That's April Fool's Day. Who doesn't want voter ID? They don't want because they want to cheat. They're always investigating the people that want to look at why they was cheating. Why aren't they investigating the people that cheated in the election, not the people that want to see if we win the election, we can turn this country around and make it really, really great again. And the good thing is, Steve, we'll be able to do things that we probably couldn't have done because we've seen how bad their policies are. And now you're under assault from everywhere. Total assault. Total assault. Because we're winning in the both. DeSantis is uh, failing badly. Comes to me, begs me for an endorsement. I give it to him. He ends up winning the election. And then they shout to him a couple of years later, will you run against the president? I have no comment. Now, no comment means the answer is yes, right? Now he's looking at committees. It's amazing what being 40 down does. But this is the, this is the consultants and donors in backing. This is the guys who make 30 donors are largely leaving him now, you know? I think so. In fact, I will tell you off the record, six, off the record, except for the millions of people that watch your show, because your show's, your show's great. I mean, sure, show. It's, it's a war room. It is. This guy's a warrior. It's, not, it's our war. It's our world. Whether they like him or not, it doesn't basically make any difference. But he is a warrior. There aren't too many on the economy and the dollar because people said it would never happen. And you see how quickly it's happening. If we lose the dollar, that will be worse than losing a big war. I can turn it around so fast because all these countries are ripping us off. The only thing good about being ripped off is you have a lot of power over them. I can get it back in. 
in one month, I could get Ukraine and Russia settled in 24 hours. That's an easy one. Mr. President, thank you so much. Thank you for spending my time. And by the way, this book says, the book right there, Letters from Trump, it is uh, incredibly powerful because it shows you the respect uh, and uh, love people had for you before you took up the mantle of America first to serve your country. So honored. Thank you. Thank you very much, Brad. Appreciate it. Oh, look at Eli. Somebody in the chat wants some attention. Elect the father of the vax. Elect D's. How about that? Elect D's. And we're going to come. We're coming for all of you. You can call it whatever you want. We're taking over. And we're going to eradicate ideology like that. We're going to eradicate ignorance and stupidity like that. And we are going to make America great again. And do you want to know how serious we are about it for all you troll morons in the chat that clearly want to learn something? You want to know how serious we are about it? People were offered $1 million, $2 million, or $3 million to not vote for Trump. If you offer a Biden supporter a gift card to Starbucks where they can go be gay and drink coffee together, they would not vote for Biden. Listen to what these voters said when they were asked. If somebody gave you a million dollars to not vote for Donald Trump, would you take it? No. A million? No. I'll go halfsies with you. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, I need my country back. <laughs> if someone came up to you and said, I'm going to give you a million dollars for you not to vote for Trump or not to caucus for Trump here in Iowa, but Biden becomes president, would you take the million? Absolutely not. Can't buy that. Nope. If you were offered $2 million not to vote for Donald Trump, would you take it? Well, it's pri- secret balloting, right? I can say what I did and they'll have to believe me. <laughs> That's true. Good point. What if you were offered $3 million not to support Donald Trump? Would you take it? No. No. What if, would you go halfsies with me? Or could I make a sweet deal, a sweeter deal? No. I could use a million five. <laughs> no. I, no. No. The country means more to me than money. If you were offered $3 million to not vote for Donald Trump, would you take it? $3 million. No. 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 Our, our country deserves better. So the, the country really does deserve better. Would you want him to take the three mil? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Somebody came up with a check and said, I'll give you $3 million not to vote for Trump. Nope. I'll stay broke. <laughs> yep. They can take the, their money and shove it. They can take their money and shove it. What do you say? Would you take the millions or would you vote for Trump? I know where I stand. Eli knows where he stands. And the thing that we're going to do in 2024, ladies and gentlemen, if you're right there with me, we're going to light them up, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, I want to thank you for being here with me today. Thank God for such a wonderful audience. Thank God for a country in which we can do this. Thank Rumble for putting us up on the big featured spot. We love Rumble. Um, And like Mike Crispy says here on LFA TV, we're just getting started. And Kevin Smith is just getting started on his show coming up next here on LFA TV. Loud majority. You'll have to back out of this one, rumble on your way out, and then jump into his show that's starting now. Remember this, folks. There are right ways, and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep that head up high. Because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Thank you for being here today, and I will see you in all the other chats of all the other shows right here because we have news coming for the rest of the day. God bless you guys. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face, and whatever you do, keep spreading that gospel. I love you guys. Peace.
America.